Hey guys, you're listening to the Enough Podcast. I'm Jennifer, a wife, mama four, an author. I love having one-on-one conversations with women, talking about our identity in Christ. But most of all, I am completely in love with Jesus. And I'm Courtney, a wife, a mom, and a West Texas woman with a passionate love for Jesus. We declare we've had enough and discuss how we are enough. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Enough Podcast. This week, we have Courtney. Don't get confused. (laughs) It's Courtney Rich. Hi, guys. We're so honored to have you on, Courtney. I have loved following your recipes. Um, For those of you who don't know Courtney Rich, she has a platform called Cakes by Courtney, and she has amazing recipes. I have loved every single recipe that I have made of hers, that her cakes always turn out amazing. So I think this is fun because I love baking. You guys know how much I love baking. And now we get to have one of my favorite resources (laughs) come on and join us today. You want to tell us a little bit of your story, Courtney? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I'm so glad that the cakes have turned out that you've loved them and are finding joy in the kitchen. That makes me so happy to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, my journey it was one that was never meant or I never set out to make cakes. I have a background in broadcast journalism and I left college and got married and immediately started working in the broadcast field. And I worked at a television station for a little bit and quickly got into media consulting where uh, we tested television shows, we worked with talent, we um, did qualitative, quantitative research. And I did a big part of the qualitative research for the company I worked for in Los Angeles. And I would go around the country and I started doing this pretty young. Uh, I was probably about 23 when I started, started moderating focus groups and I would travel the country and moderate groups on new television shows. So they could be pilot episodes. They could be established shows that were working on marketing and uh, talent testing as well. And then some other projects here and there, but all related to media. And it was a really fun part of my job because, you know, while kind of the day-to-day task of going into a focus group room and traveling and asking questions were all the same, every project was different and every city, I mean, we were always going all over the country. And so there's probably about a dozen cities that I would frequent, including New York and Chicago and Dallas and Atlanta, San Francisco, Denver. And they were just all these opportunities to see new places, but to try new food. And we were living in Los Angeles at the beginning of my career in media consulting. And that's kind of like a foodie place too. So that kind of like gives this whole background to just the idea that like becoming a foodie was something that I was starting to get into. I always loved baking growing up and I loved food and dinners and being in the kitchen, but there was just something more to food at this point. It was more of an experience. And Ryan's parents, my husband's parents are really good cooks. So that also played a role and I'd be in their kitchen and I want to learn from them. And I really had this desire to get better at creating foods in the kitchen and and those experiences. And so Weston's birthday comes along um, and his first birthday. And I decided as we're living in Santa Monica and we have a bunch of friends and family in the area that we'll have a big party and I'll make him a homemade cake. 
And that was the first time I made a cake from scratch. I made, you know, little mini versions of box mixes with my mom growing up, which was really fun at a young age because they're so easy and really give you some confidence as a kid to be in the kitchen. But this was my first cake from scratch. And what so made you I, want to make a scratch made cake for an event like that? Like, that's really cool. Um, I wanted to do something special. I wanted to impress my in-laws if I'm being totally honest. So they get a lot of credit <laughs> because I thought, all right, if I make, I, I, I don't know. I just was like, okay, I know that this is special. And Ryan's parents had made a homemade cake once or twice before. And it was just so fun and pretty and all the layers and everything. And they always had Bon Appetit magazines stacked in their kitchen. And I noticed that and I'd always like look through them and Ina Garten uh, cookbooks. And so I decided, all right, they love Bon Appetit. I'm going to get a recipe from a Bon Appetit magazine and I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to try it. And it's fun to challenge yourself. It's fun to do something different and go outside of your comfort zone, which this definitely was for me, even though I loved baking, mm -hmm. but it became like this whole creative process. And I loved art growing up and I didn't do that so much as a mom and a working mom. So that first cake, I mean, it was just, <laughs> it didn't look anything like my cakes do now, but it'll be the cake I'm most proud of for the rest of my life because it was the starting point. And I'm so grateful that, you know, I just had this desire to, to make that cake from scratch mm -hmm. because I loved the process. I loved sharing it with people. I love how I felt while I was doing it. Um, and then after that first cake and after the party and everyone loved it and I loved it, I wanted to do it again. And I wanted to do it again. And it was purely just to have a little me time in the kitchen. It was mm -hmm. purely to be creative and just escape for a moment. Um, and I just wanted to teach myself. I wanted to learn. There was like no other motive except to have like this new little hobby um, outside of being a mom, outside of being a wife and a friend and working. And so that was, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. So what is... I've heard you say your testimony again. So if you don't mind sharing this, like what is being in the kitchen to you? Like, what do you like in that too? Uh, it's so much that is, I am sitting in my kitchen as we speak. Um, the kitchen is my happy place. And I think I kept going back to the kitchen to bake one because baking was so fun, but because of how I felt and I felt peace and I felt comfort and I felt joy and I felt happy when I was in the kitchen. And so I just kept following that feeling and I didn't realize it then, but that feeling was Christ. That feeling was the light of Christ there with me. I just recorded an episode of don't miss this with David Butler and Emily Freeman. And it was their Christmas episode. And they talked about how Christ comes to each of us where we will see him, where we, you know, where we will feel him, where we will identify him, know him, right? He came to the shepherds in the field as a lamb. And he came to me in the kitchen as I was baking, right? He knew that that's how I would feel him in that moment, that that was his opportunity to reach me. And I wish, man, I wish I would have really recognized it 10 years ago because I struggled um, and have struggled with depression and anxiety since about the age of 19. And with that, there's been some really dark moments of feeling alone and questioning my self-worth and questioning my relationship with my heavenly father and my savior, Jesus Christ, and not um, really feeling them at times, not knowing if they were there for me. I could see them, 
there for other people. I could see the moments that they rescued and they came to other people. And for so long, I felt like, well, I'm happy for them, but like, what about me and my, my darkest moments? Where are you? I don't feel you. I have cried out to you. I thought, you know, I felt like I was being diligent in all the things that I was supposed to do to be able to feel that spirit and to get the answers um, I wanted to, to the prayers that I was saying. And it wasn't until more recently, actually about three, four years ago that I was kind of in a desperate place as far as really wanting to know my savior, really wanting to know that he was there for me, know that he is, is with me. And so I really took the time and probably more effort than I ever had, uh, in my relationship with Christ to get to know him and to seek him and to find him and plead with my heavenly father that, you know, if I do all this work and put all this time into this relationship, can I just feel you? Can I know that what I'm doing is, is right, that I'm on the right path and that there's a place for me, you know? And I think that's something that we probably each struggle with at some point in our testimonies and our journey in the gospel is where's my place in the gospel. And that was a big question I had. And I felt like I needed to answer that in order to move forward and to strengthen my testimony and strengthen um, my, my place in the gospel. And so I took some time to, to do that. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, it was a truly humbling experience because I didn't realize that while I you know, felt like I had a testimony all these years, um, it really wasn't until this moment that I was like so desperate to know him that I really gained a testimony through that whole thing. And then I was able to look back at the last 37 years of my life, but specifically the last 10 years since starting the cake journey and identify where Christ's hand has been throughout this whole thing. And it's been there every single step of the way. And so to me, because that's where he came to me, that's where he came down to me 10 years ago. And ever since then, the kitchen is sacred. The kitchen is where we laugh, the kitchen is where we bake, we spend time together, there's homework at one island, and I'm working at another. And it's where we pray, it's where we do our scripture study. There's so much goodness that happens in this just one place of our home. um, But it's truly the heart of the home for us. I can completely concur with that. Because I it's kind of the same way for me. Um, When I get in the kitchen, it's, it's my happy place. It's where I turn on my worship music and it's where I get to, I I love being in there and just worshiping him. And people have often told me that my secret ingredient is the Holy spirit, you know, (laughs) because I love being able to worship and pray and everything in the middle of it. So I feel all of that so much. And your, your testimony is, is precious because you're right. All of us do feel that at some point where we see it happening for other people. And sometimes we just like, but what, what about me? You know, I see it happening for you. And yes, you believe it can happen for other people, but we sometimes have a hard time believing that it can happen for us. Yeah. What did that intentional pursuit of Christ look like for you? Uh, it was a dedicated three months over a summer of studying um, every scripture of Christ. It was a president Nelson challenge a few years ago. He's done it again recently. Um, and I just put all my focus and my attention and energy into that challenge and into getting to know Christ and being on my knees every single day and saying prayers throughout the day that I, I would see him in my life. Um, and it took all summer and it wasn't until like the very end. Right. And I'm still like, okay, 
hey, <laughs> I think I'm doing what you want me to do. Um, that at the very end, it was just a very subtle, very quiet way that he spoke to me and just said, there's a place for you. I need you. And that was it. That was it. Like there was not like clouds moving. There was not these big moments. And it was so quiet that had I not been studying so intently, had I not been so focused on my relationship with Christ, I wouldn't have heard it. Yeah. And I realized, you know, ever since then too, I'm like, oh my gosh, he speaks really quietly to me, like really quietly, you know, and I have got to be just at the top of my game, meaning I need to be on my knees in the morning and at night. And I need to be praying throughout the day. I need to be thinking about him throughout the day. I need to be using my time wisely. And if I'm, you know, got 10 minutes, how can I best use that time? It doesn't need to be on Instagram. If I've already done that for work, it needs to be in the scriptures or it needs to be in a talk. It needs to be listening to the right music. And I run to one kind of music, <laughs> but the rest of the day, if I'm in the car by myself or even with my kids, like there's a, a good podcast and just things that will fill my life with the light of Christ so that when he is ready to tell me something, I am ready and able to listen. How that. did you stay so locked in? Because it's real quick to say three months, mm -hmm. but three months is a long time when your heart is aching. Yeah. I think when you're desperate and you get to that moment, you're like, I'll do anything. And I will put my whole heart into this because I am desperate for an answer and I'm desperate for that feeling. And I, I've grown up in the church. I've grown up, um, with a testimony um, a belief that this church is true. I've always felt that um, to an extent and I haven't had a lot of doubts or anything. So it was interesting that I even like got to this place, but I feel like I relied a lot on other people's testimonies and just, you know, okay, I kind of go with the flow, <laughs> you know, I'm a people pleaser. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it just wasn't strong enough of a testimony. I didn't really know exactly what I was doing and what I needed to do. And I think I was going through the motions. I think it was like, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z. I'm doing that. But like, where was the actual intent, right? What was the intention behind each of our, our actions? And we should be asking that every single day of our lives, but specifically with the gospel and our study. And, you know, my, my intention was I was just going through the motions a lot of the times. And this was different. This was, I'm in a place in my life and I'm in a place as a mother that needs to teach her children and help them um, have opportunities to gain a testimony. I need to, I need to be there and I need to be strong and I need to be firm and I need to be resilient. And I didn't feel like I was there. So I wanted to do it for myself, but I also wanted to do it for my kids. It sounds like, it was that season that you, you picked up the, the fight. You were like, I want Jesus so bad. Yeah. I am going to fight for this. Right. And I know a lot of people bump up against that mm -hmm. and the fight is exhausting and it's hard. Yeah. How, how did you, what would you say to someone who is wearying of that intense, intense fight? Well, at first, I think the reason we give up is because it's easier, right? It's easier to walk away from something than to face it head on 
and to fight for something. And if we take the easy way out of life on anything, we never learn. We're not going to have the lessons and the opportunities and the growth that we are intended to have. And that's why we have trials. And that's why, you know, we go through these experiences because we need to learn and we need to grow um, and become, become better. So if you are in that place, don't walk away at the very least, I think it was good for me that I kept going through the motions, Yeah, right? I didn't ever give up the little things that were just going through the motions in my head. You know, I kept doing them. And I think if you walk away from those, then you're walking away from the, the big opportunity to really seek and develop this relationship. But you have to have the desire. I think yeah. you have to be in your most humble place and ready yeah. to accept and just be open to whatever answers you're going to get, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Your testimony is so precious and you're, you're so real and so raw. And I, I love it. It's just, it's what so many of us feel. You know, I was, I was surprised by that. I think along my journey and especially before, I don't know, my come to Jesus moment, we'll call it. Um, I felt like I was alone in that. I was alone in feeling like, gosh, I don't have the same answers as that lady in Relief Society or the scripture knowledge and doctrinal knowledge. I just felt like I I try, I don't retain that the same way. I don't know what it was. I just felt less than so many times, especially in church and just little by little, as I started to express that in ways that maybe not controversial, but contrary to some of the answers you get in church and, and here I'd have people come up and say, I actually feel that way too. And I really appreciate you opening up yeah. the door for that conversation and those feelings. And it was refreshing and reassuring and comforting to realize, okay, I'm not the only one who feels kind of out of place sometimes yeah. in the gospel, you know, and then yeah. just being able to have that testimony building experience and answer to prayer that there's a place for all of us, every single one doesn't matter does not matter where you are in your relationship with Christ, your testimony about the gospel. Like if you have a desire to be there and be present and to have that relationship at all, like we, you are welcome. There is a place for you. Even if you don't have the desire, there is a place because you become a part of it and you will have that desire. And I don't know. I think that's just such like, that was such a big moment for me. There is a place for everyone and our experiences and our testimonies and the things that we have to offer, because there's so much we have to learn from one another, no matter what stage we're in, no matter where we are in our belief and our testimonies and our knowledge, um, we're, we're all meant to be there together so we can learn and help each other grow. Yeah, you're so right. Okay, now I have a question okay. that has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. Okay. What is the best thing you have ever baked? Like you, you baked it, you ate it, and you went, Yes. Um, I do that with a lot of my cakes. Uh, I, I like have a happy dance. There are some of the cakes I've made, um, that have put me in tears because I legit am so happy with how they turned out. One of which was my birthday cake this year. I turned 37 back in May and it was a seven layer bar cake and had all the goodness in it. And I made it, I decorated it, I took pictures. And when I 
took my first bite of that cake, I cried. <laughs> I totally cried. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's one. There's been a few cakes that have just like that. Some are sentimental. I mean, with all that travel I did and the travel I still do with cakes now um, and doing some television shows across the country. Like I've been able to go to a restaurant in New York and there was an appetizer I had there. And I was like, oh man, ricotta and strawberry and basil are so good. Could I put those in a cake? And then being able to come home and put those flavor combinations in a cake and have it turn out to exceed my expectations. It's like those moments I am like, just turn the music on, dance into Taylor Swift in my kitchen because it just makes me so happy that it came together. Yeah. And I love your cakes. Because your cakes are not just, I'm sorry, Courtney, your cakes are not just chocolate and vanilla. Like they are fun cakes. Yeah. <laughs> like you are rewriting cake and it's so fun. Thank you. That's really kind of you. It's really fun to, to be creative and think about new flavor combinations or just like other types of food or desserts and think, gosh, how could I put that into a cake? Like how would those flavors work in a cake? I mean, I've even done ricotta beet. I've done butternut squash ginger snap. Some just really fun, different flavors that have turned out to be some of my favorite. That's that so awesome. is so cool. It's it's so neat to hear you talk about cake because it is an intensely creative process. Mm-hmm. And as you're sitting there talking about it, it actually reminds me of the father's heart as a creator. Like he created the world and he put weird combos together. Just look at the animals in nature. I mean, (laughs) come on now. (laughs) And there you are reveling in the joy of creating just like he did. Well, and I think that's like, we connect on that, right? That's somewhere I really connect with my savior because we're both creators. Yeah. He's the greatest. I've got my own little thing, but there's that, that connection there. And it's been fun to kind of piece that together too. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That is so awesome. Where can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, I am all over the place. I'm on Instagram cake by Courtney on Instagram and Facebook and, um, YouTube. And then I have my blog, which is cake by that has all of my recipes. And then I have a shop page, which is shop.cakebycourtney.com that has all my products and my online classes as well. And then I've got my podcast, Courtney Beyond the Cake. Awesome. Well, we will definitely have that information linked in the description down below. If guys, you need to go check her out. Yes, (laughs) you do. And you need to try her cake recipes. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today. And this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right, guys, if you need anything from us, feel free to reach out at EnoughPod over on Instagram or EnoughPodLadies at gmail.com. And remember, when the going gets tough and you don't feel like you're enough, remember you are enough.